0: How can a dog change the direction of your life? How does God fulfill a childhood dream? And who doesn't believe that God gives second chances? So my guest today is Maureen Moore, and she comes to us from the great state of Hawaii, where she is founder and director of Assistance Dogs of Hawaii and Assistance Dogs Northwest. She wrote the book called Wonder Dogs, True Stories of Extraordinary Assistant Dogs. Well, welcome, Maureen.
1: Thank you so much for having me, Nancy. I'm delighted to be with you.
0: Oh, I'm so excited about this conversation today because dogs are my favorite subjects. (laughs) you, You own two dogs, right? Yes, my husband and I have two dogs
1: that live with us. They're a six-year-old yellow lab named Sadie and a three-year-old
0: golden retriever named Samson. So tell me, what inspired you to write this book and what happened that changed the direction of your life path? Yes, so over the last 20 years,
1: I've had the opportunity to work with so many amazing people and dogs And they've been so inspiring to me personally to see how these people have overcome incredible challenges with courage and grace. And I just wanted to share their stories to help inspire other people that might be facing challenges in their life. So when I was 39 years old, I had a a serious health scare where the doctors found a very large tumor and thought that it was ovarian cancer. And at the time they told me that I might have six months to live. And what seemed like the worst possible news really turned out to be one of the biggest blessings in my life, because it caused me to really think about what I was doing with my life and how short our lives on earth are. And I had always wanted to train dogs to help people with disabilities and other special needs, but I never had the courage to to pursue that dream. And thankfully, God answered my prayers and, um, you know, they were able to do surgery and I was healed. And the first thing I did was sell my CPA practice that I had been doing for 15 years. And I started the nonprofit organization just from scratch.
0: (laughs) that is
1: a leap of faith it definitely was a leap of faith and it (laughs) felt like that and it really has ever since you know that was 20 years ago and just seeing all the doors that god has opened and the opportunities that we've had to help more and more people not just in
0: hawaii but around the world it's it's been amazing I'm reading some of your book, and um, it's it amazes me some of the stories that you had in there. Um, you had a story about a leader, an abandoned German shepherd mix, who became a loyal service dog. Can you talk about that? Yes. Yeah, so um, we live here on Maui, and
1: one day, it was just like a year or two after we started the program, I was driving home from the beach And I was driving past the Humane Society and I just kind of felt this nudge to pull over and and stop and go visit the dogs. And when I did, I found this little puppy all alone in one of the kennels. Um, He was a German Shepherd mix. And there was just something so special about him. He just had an intelligent and kind expression and looked dignified even despite his surroundings. So I ended up um, adopting him and training him to be a service dog, and he turned out to be one of the most amazing dogs ever, and he was matched with a boy with muscular dystrophy who lives on the big island, and that boy was 10 years old at the time and leader just you know really helped him gain his independence and they ended up you know going through high school and college together and leader was right by his side when he graduated from university
0: wow what a story
1: so oh there's so many like that where yeah it just we really see god's hand in the partnerships and how the right person comes along at just the right time for that dog
0: that's graduating i love the way god does that he's always working to show us that he's showing up right just when we need to be placing a dog somewhere and and it's amazing i wanted to ask you though with that boy, did did you how long did you have to train that dog for in order to get that dog to him? Yeah, that's a good question.
1: So we uh, we're an accredited um, assistance dog program through Assistance Dogs International, and we have um, you know really high standards that we meet as with the training and all other aspects of the program. But the training usually takes about a year and a half. And we have uh, four different levels of training that the dogs go through before they're matched with someone on our waiting list. So Leader learned, gosh, probably over a hundred different um, cues, uh, commands. And he learned, you know, this boy Martin had very limited mobility and um, muscular dystrophy is progressive. So he was losing more of his ability as time went on. So we provide lifetime follow-up support for all of our graduates. And one of the things I was able to help them with as Martin lost more mobility and he could only um, move his eyes is we, I was in graduate school at the time and creating a sign language system for people who were nonverbal to communicate with their dogs. But I also created these glance commands So that Martin could just look at something like a a doorknob with a rope on it or a light switch or something he dropped on the floor. He would look at leader and then at the item and leader would respond and turn on the light or open the door or pick up the dropped item. Just they had this
0: special bond and communication. You know, that's amazing to me how dogs are so smart like that. Who would know that a dog could follow that many commands. Although my dog sleeps all day long in her bed, I'm thinking to myself, what am I missing? <laughs> so so um, let me ask you a question. There's a story also in your book about a man named Rich and a dog uh-huh. named Emma. So Rich is a paraplegic and an inspiration yes. to those who know him. Can you talk about that story? So Rich is such an inspiration to me. He was
1: hit by a drunk driver when he was just 12 years old and walking home from school. And rather than be bitter, he, when he was in the hospital and he found out he was paralyzed, he decided at that time to forgive the driver and to spend his life helping other people with disabilities. So Rich is... Um, Rich applied to our program to get a service dog, and he's paralyzed from his chest down, but he's very active. You know, he goes surfing and plays tennis, wheelchair tennis, and all of these great things. So he needed a dog that was really active. And we matched him with a wonderful yellow lab named Emma. And she was the only one that could keep up with him, I think. But they are just uh, wonderful partners. Emma helps him when he goes to the beach. She can pull his wheelchair across the sand. She goes out on the kayak with him and the surfboard and can tow him into the um, beach if he gets a cramp. She wears a special life jacket that he holds on to. And it was a really nice story because Rich ended up meeting and marrying one of our other graduates named Katie, who had a hospital dog named Angel.
0: Wow. What a great story yeah. that is, too.
1: Yeah, it was wonderful. We always say that our graduates are part of our ohana. That means family in Hawaiian, but in this case, they really are family.
0: <laughs> oh, that, that's wonderful. That's wonderful. Um, so let's get down to the nitty-gritty of, of um, the way dogs think. Um, So you say dogs learn um, a a, a spoken language, our spoken language, right? Which is different from um, their own, which I know is true. I totally know that dogs understand us Mm -hmm. for sure. Mm -hmm. Um, How do they read our expressions?
1: Yeah, it's interesting. I think dogs are so much better at reading us than we are at reading them. You know they've lived with humans for thousands of years, and they've kind of learned that their their survival depends upon us. You know we provide their food and their shelter and everything, so they're very in tune, and they can read our body language, our facial expressions. Um, they primarily communicate with each other through body language, and so they're really good at that. So when we teach dogs, you know, sign language people think it's so amazing that the dogs can understand sign language. But to me, it's more impressive
0: that they learn our spoken language because it's so different from their own. Yeah. Well, you know, can you help the audience understand how you can help each dog reach their potential?
1: Yes. And that's a big part of what we do. It really is our mission is to help not only our clients to reach their potential, but also each dog. And I believe like each dog is um, born with their own personality and with a purpose in life, whether they become an assistance dog or not, they all have a purpose. And just um, having that two-way communication with your own dog and understanding what they're trying to communicate to you through, it might be movement, like walking to the door if they need to go outside and, and understanding that or going over to their food bowl or nudging your hand because they want to pet. It's just the two-way communicate, communication and responding to the dogs. They, they love and appreciate someone
0: who does that. Do you believe dogs can be used for medical biodetection? Well, yes, definitely.
1: And this is a field that I think has so much untapped potential. Um, The dog's sense of smell is over 100,000 times stronger than ours. And they can detect parts per trillion. And that's hard to, you know, wrap our heads around. But if you think of one drop of water in an Olympic-sized swimming pool, they would be able to identify that scent immediately. and. They have been shown in research studies to be able to uh, detect all kinds of diseases, including um, cancer, uh, Parkinson's, diabetes. And we did a research study about five years ago, teaching dogs to detect bacterial infections in people. Um, Because a lot of our clients who have spinal cord injuries or other disabilities They get frequent infections and don't realize they have them until they become life-threatening. So it's a a huge problem and one of the leading causes of death for um, people with certain disabilities. So we were able to teach the dogs to identify um, four different types of bacteria and um, very uh, early stages of bacterial infections. And recently we've been working on, um, we just finished a study that went for the last year and a half on teaching dogs to detect COVID-19 through skin odor samples. So just the last two weeks, we did a, a pilot study at a high school here where we took just a cotton swab on the neck It just takes about five seconds, and then we put them in scent detection boxes that are lined up in a room, and the dogs run by and sniff all the boxes, and they'll alert to the one that is positive for COVID-19. That's amazing. That is amazing. What's really amazing is they are able to do this with equal accuracy for people who are asymptomatic or pre-symptomatic. So it can really be helpful because, you know, that's one of the biggest problems is people are most contagious before they know they have it. But the dogs can identify the virus even before um, the PCR and antigen tests.
0: Their noses are so on target. We don't even know half of what they're capable of of smelling, right?
1: Oh my gosh. I don't think we don't even know like a fraction of a percentage. They, um, Yeah, there's just so much they could do in this field. And there's a lot of um, biotech companies are trying to create these electronic noses that simulate the dog's olfactory system so that in the future, maybe when we go in for the annual checkup, you could breathe into a machine, it's kind of like a breathalyzer and it could analyze early stages of diseases.
0: But the dogs are helping to show what's possible in this field. That, I mean, dogs are so, they're so on cue because even, you know, you're talking about this, but a dog can sense, not only can they sense your moods, you know, your sickness, they can they mm-hmm. sense everything. They're just so on target. And I don't think people are giving dogs enough credit out there. I just really don't.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yes, um, there's so much. I feel like anywhere there's human suffering that dogs can help make it better. And I've seen that over the last 20 plus years when we started out working with people with disabilities, but then we started placing full-time hospital dogs that work at children's hospitals or cancer clinics. And now we place courthouse facility dogs who help children who are victims of crime as they go through the legal process. And, you know, uh, veterans, uh, people in hospice, it just, yeah. yeah, they can help in so many ways.
0: Like, a, like the therapy dogs you're talking about that go through the assisted livings in the hospitals. Um, and um, why do they have lower energy when they, when they go work in there? Yeah. So the dogs that we place
1: as a uh, hospital facility dogs, we really, um, well, for all the different placements, we look at each dog and their personality and, and what would be the best fit for them. So sometimes um, the dogs that we place in hospitals are calmer. They have to have like very good body sensitivity and awareness. So they're not, you know, stepping on somebody, they like lay in the bed and snuggle with someone who has an IV on one side. And those dogs sometimes, you know, don't have the strongest work ethic, like the service dogs that are opening doors and, you know, pulling wheelchairs, but they're just so compassionate and loving and, and such a comfort to people who are in the
0: hospital. Yeah. Such a great comfort. Um, so what would you like to leave anybody with that may know of someone that needs an assistant dog or basically doesn't think their dog is smart
1: oh well i would say read the book i think it will be eye-opening you know it really talks about all the different um, training and dogs um, like their cognitive and emotional life and just how it's so much richer than most people realize And just for anyone who's going through a challenge or looking for a second chance, um, the book is full of these stories and I hope they will inspire you.
0: For more information about Maureen and to get her book, Wonder Dogs, True Stories of Extraordinary Assistance Dogs, go to assistancedogshawaii.org. Thank you for watching the call. We hope you learned more about Jesus through this video. You can have a relationship with Jesus just invite him into your life. Repent of your sins, ask for forgiveness, and make Jesus your Lord and Savior. Until next time, may the Lord be with you. For more information about this ministry, go to the call with where we are leading you to Christ through stories and teaching.